It's been 20 years since the events of 9-11, but many of us can still remember it like it was yesterday. King of the World, a new podcast series, explores how that day impacted the American Muslim community through the eyes of the show's host, whose entire adult life has been in a post-9-11 world. Tune into this sometimes comical, often heartbreaking examination of adversity and resilience that all Americans need to hear. Subscribe now to the King of the World podcast. Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubba Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Welcome back, everybody. We did it. We ended the streak. We got a win. A convincing win against a really bad Austin FC team, which is something we'll talk about here in a little bit. Well, if you're in the Houston area, we just wrapped up Tropical Storm Nicholas. That resulted in me getting a four-day weekend, which was spent with my oldest son the entire time. He got his COVID vaccine on Saturday, and the deal was, because I'm the one that wanted to get him vaccinated... Yeah, his mom's an anti-vaxxer. Fun times. Because I'm the one that got him vaccinated, if he got sick, I also had to watch him. So he just got sleepy. Like, he didn't feel well on Sunday, so he slept, like, all day. But, Saturday. Saturday we wake up. I wake up. He wasn't here yet. Wake up. I watch Tottenham get smoked. 3-0. Right? So going into Saturday night, all I'm thinking is... Jesus Christ, if the Dynamo lose too, this is going to be a really bad day. Really bad day. But, somehow, some way, they won 3 nothing. They played a full 90 minutes. And, uh... Oh, it felt so good. Still feels good just to talk about it. I don't want to play any more matches. I just want it to be over so we can have this feeling forever. You know, winning the last match of the year is pretty good feeling but yeah I uh, honestly I debated this and I was like man was this the universe like taking a Spurs victory in exchange for a Dynamo win and I was like you know what I'll take Spurs losing 3-0 every day to end the streak that we just went on because that was that was awful it was really bad. It was super depressing. It's depressing right now just to even talk about it. But I go back to work today. Actually, I got to get ready. Start getting ready in about an hour and ten minutes. So, yeah, I woke up fucking five o'clock in the morning. No idea why. But yes, the streak is over. We are out of the basement of the cellar. Out of the basement of the Western Conference. The cellar of the West. But I think Austin have a game in hand, and they're three points behind us. So let's not get too excited just yet. Now our boy Ted Siegel did a uh, he did a virtual town hall, 
and none of my questions were accepted. I'm very upset about that. I didn't even ask him soccer questions. I asked him personal questions. Like, how big is your penis? No. I asked him things like, because uh, I'm from New Jersey too. So is Glenn Davis, by the way. So you have like a little Jersey triumvirate here. Things like Bon Jovi or Bruce Springsteen. Who do you like better? You know, growing up as a kid, which beach did you go to? Things like that. Just to kind of get an idea of who Ted is compared to me. And I can tell you one thing. He's, uh, he's more successful. That's for sure. Now, with all that success, maybe, maybe when you do a virtual town hall, you can drop a virtual background in because... It looked like Ted streamed that from a broom closet. I, I'm guessing that Ted had to find a place in his house where we wouldn't hear his kids. So I'm guessing that Ted was in one of those big walk-in closets somewhere and he just set a desk up. Because the acoustics are better. Right? We, we saw behind him, but we didn't see side to side. If he's in a, a walk-in closet and there's you know shirts and jackets and pants hung up, the acoustics are actually quite good. And you could lock the door to keep your kids out. He probably has a nanny, though, that watches his kids. Like, you know, when I when I think of the nanny in my head, you know exactly what she looks like, right? And she's always around. And she says stuff, like, in the language that she speaks, but they don't understand when she's mad. Yeah, you know, like Goonies. So... In spite of the wind, we managed to find a way to detract, distract attention from the fact that we just ended the longest winless, the longest single season winless streak in the history of MLS. What did you, what did we do? You might ask. Well, I'll tell you. You know, uh, we beat up a member of La Merga, La Merga, or we don't know who, but. We have a pretty good idea which supporters group. I'm not saying I can say their name right. But we have a pretty good idea which supporters group it was that did this. We don't know for sure. Right? That's fair to say. We don't know for sure. So they're innocent until proven guilty. But. But. If you were investigating a murder and O.J. Simpson was the last person to see that person alive, you might raise an eyebrow. So considering the recent history of this certain supporters group, obviously they are going to be the ones, <coughs> oh, excuse me, the ones that we blame. Did they do it? I don't know. So what happened? Well, at one point in the match, which I was at, fucking when me and my son go to matches, we don't lose. I'm serious. We don't lose. We don't win them all. But we've never seen, me and him together, have never seen the Dynamo lose a regular season match. Ties, sure. <coughs> I know all about the ties. So, like I was saying, they're innocent until proven guilty, but the Austin 
supporters group set off green smoke during the match. <clears throat> You're not allowed to do that. I don't care, but it is a health concern if people have like asthma or emphysema or things like that. So I get that. I don't have any of that, so I don't care. <clears throat> but if I did have that, I would care. So they set off green smoke and supposedly I also read they threw beer on uh, some of the Dynamo fans. <coughs> Maybe I have that wrong, but I read they threw beer on them. And it was like kind of back and forth in the stands. And then when they went outside, one of the trumpet players from the band got beat up and they broke his trumpet. Which you don't... I mean, come on, man. You guys beat up a fucking band kid. That's what you just did. You beat up someone that, like, in junior high and high school was in the marching band. That's nothing to brag about. Whoever did this. Oh, I beat up Timmy from the fucking percussion section. That's that's nothing to brag about. And I think they're winds. I think a trumpet is in the wind. Brass. It's in the brass. Haha, wind is like clarinet and flutes. I was not in the band. I played sports. So do with that what you will. That's why I'm such an asshole. Um, but yeah, they broke his fucking trumpet. That's heartbreaking. Like, for him, because you know that, that trumpet's important to him. Like, what he does, what our bands do, our supporters groups do, that's dedication. Like, this guy goes and he fucking traveled three hours to play a trumpet at a match that his team got fucking destroyed in. And then at the end, he gets beat up and they break his prized possession. That's a sad fucking story. That's really, really sad. Like, I feel terrible for the guy. But I also heard this. Supposedly, and I don't know if this is the same guy, I read that somebody from the, a Dynamo supporters group grabbed this guy's hat or his scarf and took off running. And this Austin FC guy, I think it's Trumpet guy, I'm not sure, chased the guy that stole it. And like when he turned the corner, it was like, I guess, a scene from West Side Story. He turns the corner <coughs> and it turns out it's just a plan to get him jumped. And there's like four or five dudes from the supporters group there and they jumped him. Now, if they stole your hat or your scarf, who cares, dude? Like, don't fucking go start a fight over a hat or a scarf. That's $20. Like, that $20, if this is the same person, the same situation, that $20 just resulted in your most prized possession being broken. So, like, if somebody stole my hat or my scarf at a game, I'm going to be mad but I'm not going to fucking chase after them. I'm not going to do that. I'm probably with one of my kids too, so. But either way, like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But, you shouldn't beat each other up at the games. It's not a hockey fucking match. It's not hockey. Hockey's cool. Yeah, you shouldn't fucking fight each other. I know sometimes it happens, dude, but like, come on, man. Come on. And if you're the, yo, if you're like the visitor... You need to be on your best fucking behavior. And I'm not I'm not justifying what was done. I'm just saying, like, yo, you are going there and you're 
you know your presence alone is going to piss people off. <clears throat> At least the people that really, the people that break trumpets, they're going to get upset that you're there. So be on your best behavior. <clears throat> Don't set off smoke bombs. Don't chase down people that grab your hats. Just fucking go there, blow your trumpet, and then go home. <clears throat> but either way, we shouldn't beat each other up and break trumpets, okay? Said the guy had a concussion, a busted lip, and they broke his trumpet. But they had there's a GoFundMe, you know, for his him to buy a new trumpet. And uh, I don't know. I think he'll be more careful. But I also think that... <coughs> what happened has no place in our club. Now, if our players want to get in a fight on the pitch to back each other up, I'm all for that shit. 100%. So after the, after the thrashing of Austin FC, on the ride home, <coughs> I looked in a... We are Austin TV. They're a podcast and a Twitter. They were having a Twitter spaces. So I, I jumped in. I went in to listen, right? Because there's a lot of hoopla around Austin and people get excited and they're like into it. Like when we publish podcasts, we have like four or five people come on. These fuckers had like 40 people in this spaces. It was impressive. Number one, you guys say the word bro way too much. You say bro like every fifth or sixth word. Bro is your um, right? Like, I don't say um a lot. I say things like so, or now, or, right? That's the things I say. I don't say um. So these guys were saying bro, like most people say um, and it was fucking ridiculous. Now, equally as ridiculous is how mad Austin FC fans are that they're in last place. Number one. You guys aren't spending a lot of money on players. Okay? That never that usually translates into poor performance. Number 2. <clears throat> You're an expansion team. What did you think was going to happen? That you were going to LAFC this shit and fucking win it the first year? No. That was like <clears throat> you know, a, a miracle. That was impressive. Did you think you were going to Houston Dynamo that shit? Become a new franchise that went back-to-back titles player? No. <coughs> You're not. You're in last. Deal with it, dude. They're so mad. Like, they hate Josh Wolf, their coach. They hate him. They're like, he's lost the team. They don't want to play for him. <coughs> and I'm like, yo... You guys have had your Austin Anthem, Los Verdes Fallout. You've had this shit now. You guys are like, get him out of the club. You're like two-thirds of the way through one season. And you guys are flipping out. Jesus Christ, there's my alarm to get up. You guys are flipping out. Relax. Relax. You're going to be fine. You guys are selling out your stadium and you have a cool stadium. And you have a lot of support. Granted, but shit up there is expensive. They are like charging you guys quite a bit of money. <coughs> but they have a lot of debt right now. So in time, it'll get better. If after year three you're still at the bottom, be fucking scared. But you want to see progress. If you're last this year, you want to be 
moving up, moving up towards seventh, you know? But you're not going to have all the success in one year. So let's get into it, man. Let's, let's talk about our first win since May 22nd. God, it feels good to say that. You know what happened? Saturday night, Darwin Quintero started. This guy started one match and we won it convincingly. And he set up the first goal 100%. And this is the thing we've been missing is him. And now we have a Gareth Bale situation. I know I, I, I referenced Tottenham quite a bit. But last year, Gareth Bale joined Tottenham again. And he ended up with like 16 goals. <clears throat> but he only played like two-thirds of the season. And, you know, they missed Champions League by a little bit. So people were like, what if? What if he'd played the whole year? What if we'd seen him more? So now that's where we're getting with Quintero. I mean, dude, I've, I've kind of been there. The what if. <clears throat> like, what if Tab listens to my podcast and plays Quintero and Karaskia as part of the top of a 4-3-3? What if that happens? That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. But we started Quintero in what looked like a 4-2-3-1. And we left uh, Memo on the bench. We stuck Corona in there. And we left Matias Vera in there, who's become like a Swiss army knife this year. <clears throat> he can do a little bit of everything. And, uh, man, we looked, we looked pretty good. We didn't look fantastic, but we looked... We looked pretty good, man. Like, I'm, I'm happy, you know? I'm, I'm like, okay. I can deal with this. So, let's go over the stats. And I thought I had them on this document, but I don't. So, stats-wise, we had 16 shots to their 15. I didn't realize they had that many. Seven, our shots, seven of our shots were on target. Two of theirs were on target. Now, this, <clears throat> this next line, I don't... doesn't make sense. It says possession that Austin had 67% of the ball and that we had 33%. <clears throat> that would mean they had the ball twice as much as us. I don't I don't remember feeling that way. <clears throat> also, Austin, Google has just a gray shield for Austin's logo, so that's pretty fucking funny. You guys are so obscure you don't even get a you don't even get a thumbnail. So the possession stats, I think, are off. Passes, it says that they had 561 to our 291. Again, that that lines up with the possession, but holy shit. Pass accuracy, they had 86% to our 78%. Fouls, we had 16 to their 11. They had three yellow cards to our two. We were offsides four times. You know that probably three of those were Fafa. They were offsides once. They had 10 corners to our three. So... Stats-wise, dude, like, they dominated us. Score-wise, we beat their ass. But if this is the stat line, Austin FC, why are you guys mad? Like, fans. We are Austin TV fans. But why, why are you mad? That's a good stat line. You just, you didn't finish. Welcome to the club. We've been doing that for months. We've had good stat lines and we just don't finish. So... What, because it was Houston it matters more? Come on, guys. All right, so 4-2-3-1, man. We put Nelson in goal again, which I think somebody made the comment, <clears throat> we'll lose Nelson's in goal. Well, you were wrong. <clears throat> I also predicted this would be a 2-1 Dynamo win. One of the Austin guys uh, screenshotted it, and he was like, just in case. And then after we beat them, 
I didn't hear anything from him at all. So, yeah, I got you. I win. Ha ha. So Nelson and goal is Eric at the right. Timmy Pocket. Teenage and Adam at the back. That's solid. That's our best back line. Matias Vera and Joe Corona as defensive midfielders. Griffin, I got my first goal. Just one match after finisher said I would. Dorsey on the right. Quintero at the top is a CAM. Fafa on the left with his brace. Very nice. And Maxi, I haven't scored since June. Arudi up top. <clears throat> now, in regards to Maxi, somebody asked me, uh, or I posted my ideal lineup. And my ideal lineup has Corey Baird in place of Maxi Arudi. I think Corey Baird has an upside. I think Corey Baird is better than Maxi now. And he's also four years younger. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, I keep coughing. He's also four years younger. So I think Corey Baird is going to be, should be the man. Anyway, so individual performances. I thought Nelson had some some good quality saves. I was I was happy with him. It was the best I think he's looked. <clears throat> it you know it didn't feel like they had that many shots, but when you only have two shots on target, according to the stat line, your goalkeeper is going to look pretty good. Um, Zarek, we had a clean sheet, man. So he did his job. He uh, fuck, he didn't really stand out to me, like not at all. And that's good, because if the defenders don't stand out to you, that means they didn't do anything wrong. That's 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 okay. If the defensive line or the goalkeeper, you're like, you know what? I didn't really notice anything. That's good. And that's that's the story for our entire back line. Uh, Tim and Teenage, you know, I think that we've, I think at certain points in the year that we have, uh, we've built them up to be better than they are. But on Saturday night, I think we saw a little bit like what they could be, you know? <clears throat> They've had, they started off okay, and then they, you know, you can't say that we have the best defense in football when we have the fourth most goals allowed. So I think we saw an example a little bit of, of what they could be. And, you know, the future looks solid there. We need some help at the right and left back. That's that's for certain. Right back for sure. But, you know, they look pretty good there. And then Adam Lundquist got a yellow card. Uh, again, I think he's just solidified the fact that he needs to play the left back. There's nobody else. You don't need to play with that position anymore. That's his. That's that's his spot as much as center back as Tim and teenagers, hundred percent. Adam needs to stay there. Matias Vera, I think, man, I, honestly, I think him or Fafa Pico right now is the Dynamo Player of the Year, I, and I mean that. I think Matias Vera or Fafa Pico right now is our Player of the Year. Matias has gone from. A defensive midfielder to a guy that <clears throat> can score from the top of the box and he can create. He's really elevated his game considerably from what he once was. You know, and he, another good game, dude, he, he's Argentinian and he'll never get called up for Argentina, but. I think he could make a preliminary squad. 
There, I said it. I think he could make a prelim squad. Like, you know when they pull in like 50 players? I think he could make that. He could be like how Memo is for the U.S. team to Argentina. I don't think he'll ever get called up, but I do think he's worth taking a look at, you know? Next to him, you had Joey, Joe Corona. And what an up-and-down season it's been for him, you know, former men's team guy. One of our, I don't know, after Tim Parker, he would have been our biggest signing. The Austin FC outcast who didn't want to go to Austin or they couldn't afford him. <clears throat> so, up and down, but a solid night. He sh- when, Joe's better when there's somebody creative around him, which Darwin was there, Quintero was there. So when Joe doesn't have to be that creator, Joe can do what he does, and that's just his job. He's not going to do anything fancy, but he does his job. So that's good. Up top, Griffin Dorsey. Woo, first goal. You know, that felt good, man. And I was looking. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to have to bundle this puppy home. And he knocked it in. But once we scored that goal, that first goal, I literally said out loud, I've seen this happen before, and I've seen us recently score in the first minute only to lose the fucking game <clears throat> so I wasn't too excited but yeah Griffin got his first goal that was uh that was important Darwin Quintero started finally and we won so now he has to start again all the time <clears throat> Tab do that thing I'm talking about with him and Karaskia as the center mids in that 4-3-3 and put Vera back there uh, you could have six, you could put, you could throw six guys at the other defense, and still leave four back. Yeah, you could do that. Hell, you could you could throw just three at them. That'd be fine. Yeah. So, Quintero's back. Let's see him more. On the other side, you had the man of the match. Two goals. He leads the team in goals and assists. Fafa Pico. Now, to all you Fafa haters out there, <clears throat> there's no reason to hate this guy. He works his butt off. He leads the team in goals. <coughs> he leads the team in assists. There is zero reason to dislike him. I just said he's him or Vera are our players of the year, in my opinion. And rightfully so, man. And I think Fafa will get it. I think Fafa will beat him. And then up top you had <clears throat> Maxi. I was once relevant, but now haven't scored since June, Arudi. God, I feel bad for him, kind of. You know, he hasn't scored in so long. But part of that's on him, you know? Part of that's, that's that's his choice to not score. Fucking, you could just change your mind. You know, the best part about having a three-goal lead is the fact that <clears throat> you can bring people in that you don't normally see, like Ian Hoffman. You can bring in people with no pressure and perform better when there's you know, just one way to play, like Ari Lasseter and Sam Junka. <coughs> you could bring in Alejandro Alejandro Funmayor to give our center backs a break, but we didn't because you're mad at him. You could have brought in Derek so we could develop the young lad, but you didn't because I guess you're mad at him. I don't know. We saw Memo, which was good. We saw Ari, which to me is pointless. I don't know why we saw Ari. I don't know why we saw Seta end. We know what he can do. <clears throat> you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Fudmayor and Jones. Put the young kids in. But what do I know? <clears throat> you know, I'm just a 
a shitty podcaster. So yeah, man, we we got a win. A big one. And now we have the LA Galaxy tonight, which I don't care, man. Tonight, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If we get a point in LA, that's a win for me. 100%. Now I did the math. <clears throat> we have 10 matches left. And we have 8 points to make up. For a playoff spot. <clears throat> Basically, <laughs> we have to like win every game at home. Like we have to get like 15. Oh man, we got to get more than that. We have to do quite a bit of work to make the playoffs this year. There's a huge gap between us, Austin, and everybody else. And I think it's about five points. So we would have to play <clears throat> perfect football. And we won't. Because we've only put together <coughs> what looked like one game and one continuous 90 minutes. And that was the other night. But if there's ever a time to figure out how to play 90 minutes, <clears throat> this is it. Half of our games are home. So <clears throat> there's an opportunity for the way we play. Nine points. Nah, man. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I would say from the next 10 games, we probably bring out, honestly, 10 points. <clears throat> I do. I, I think we're, we're, we're about a point... A match team. That, that we're not. We shouldn't be. We're better than that. But that's where we are this year. So, and we are better than that. And when everybody's healthy, you know, when Pasher and Baird, and everybody's healthy, this is not a point per game team. I, I don't know that it's a playoff team yet, but it's it's not a last place team. We're better than Austin because we can take fucking years of heartache before we really start complaining. They're ready to fire everybody on year one, so yeah, I don't really, don't really care about the game versus the Galaxy. I know Chicharito's back. He was back last week, which is great. It means now he's got a little match sharpness, and he'll be he'll be even better tonight versus us. So I gotta get ready for work here in an hour. I'll be publishing this bad boy pretty soon. No, uh, <coughs> no personal life stories this week. Had a, well, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess. Um, I did have like every date I was supposed to go on get canceled. I canceled one and this chick canceled for the third time. So I was like, all right, I didn't even respond. Like one time she's in the hospital, then she's got a migraine. Now her son's sick. And I'm like, dude, I didn't even respond. I might, I might text her in a little bit, but she needs to, she's in timeout. And then of course, uh, <clears throat> got to talk to my girl, Reggie. Love talking to her. She's so freaking smart. And uh, she was telling me things. like a, I've never met her, right? But like, you know, because we want different things. And uh, she was like, she listens to the podcast, so I don't even know if she's listening to this one. But she would tell me things about me, and I was about to type something that would prove her right. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'd erase it, and then I'd think. And I was like, man, like this lady... It's a smart young lady. <clears throat> and she's absolutely adorable. But yeah, I was like, whoa. You know me better than I know myself. <clears throat> I don't know myself. If I knew myself, I guess I wouldn't be in the situations I'm in. But I got some good stories. 
for sure. So, uh, <coughs> yeah, man, that's been it. Houston Dynapod Podcast. Sorry for this cough. I don't know what it is. I've got a little itch in my throat. Uh, I'm Finister. It is a Wednesday morning. LA Galaxy tonight in LA. <clears throat> so at least our boys get some nice weather. You know, if, if if they don't get a win or a draw, at least they get a point. I mean, at least they get some nice weather. So give us a share, a like, a rate, a review, a subscribe, support, one of those, you know. That's all important. <clears throat> We're hanging in there. The Dynamo win was just enough to give us some hope and come back. So I'll talk to you guys this weekend. And as always, go Dynamo! Albert Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it! There it is! It's another! And it's Bubba Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people. Attention Nashville, Tennessee area drivers. Commodore Express is actively hiring CDLA team truck drivers for our West Coast operations. This is an in and out and back type operation. 4,500 plus miles per week. We offer full benefits package and above average pay package and an achievable bonus for more than four turns per month. We are a family-oriented company that takes pride in our values, honesty, respect, and integrity. We can work with full-time, part-time, retired, or casual drivers. Visit our website at www.commodoreexpress.net to learn more about us and request an online application. Or call Robert in recruiting for more information at 615-287-5140, extension 1. That's 615-287-5140, extension 1. We look forward to seeing you in one of our seats.